Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the pilot of Talks with Walks, a podcast hosted by yours truly, David Walker. Uh, this podcast will primarily be uh, sports content, but you know I have had some my, some of my friends have expressed interest in guesting on the show. So you know you may see a few weeks where we talk, you know, about stuff that's really not sports. You know, life, business, the soul. Well, you know, a lot of other things. I've, I have multi-talented friends with multi-interests, and you know, I'm the sports guy. But you know, I have some guys you know that aren't really in that much in the sports. So. Uh, I think this will be very exciting. Uh, I've been a sports fan for a long time. You know, we'll, we'll get into my introduction a little bit later, but I just want to lay out the general idea of the podcast first. But, you know, I love sports. I love talking about sports. I want to do that for a career. I've been doing uh, some sports YouTube for the last month or so, and that's been a lot of fun. And I thought, you know, why not try a podcast? Because I think a podcast is a good way uh, to, you know, spread spread the word and get yourself out there because everybody has a podcast at this point. So, you know, you, you might as well get your foot in the water and just and try it out. But, um yeah, this is the first episode of Talks with Walks, uh, so I guess I'll get into an introduction to myself. Uh, my name is David Walker. I'm 19 years old. I'm a sophomore at Hartford Community College. Uh, I graduated from Bel Air High School in 2022, and for uh, as long as I can remember, honestly, the last 9 to 10, 11, 12 years, uh, I've wanted to be a sports broadcaster, sports journalist, just someone who talks sports for a career. Uh, I've been an Orioles fan my whole life. I've been an Eagles fan for most of my life. I've been a Sacramento Kings fan in the last six years of my life. I've been Virginia, uh, University of Virginia, basketball and lacrosse fan. Like I just, I just love all sports. I love talking about sports. I love playing sports. I just, I, I just love the world of sports. I love the camaraderie within each team. I just, lo- I love everything about it. Like if, if you see me at work, you probably see me talking with one of my coworkers about sports. You know, in class, if I have free time, I'll talk to them about sports. Watch a lot of sports YouTube. Like sports is just, it's a, it plays a very big role in my life, and I just, I love to talk about it. It just, it just brings people together, whether you're playing it or talking about it, like, I think it's just so much fun, and I'm just very grateful to have all these platforms, uh, where I can talk about it, and I'm very thankful to, uh, Harvard Community College and the Learning Lab here at 91.1 WHFC, uh, for giving me the opportunity to use their recording studio to record my podcast, so I think this should be a lot of fun, uh, but yeah, my name is David Walker, this is Talks with Walks, uh, I think for this first episode, we're going to be talking about my NBA standings predictions, uh, I made this list, uh, week and a half ago. Season starts uh, the 24th, Tuesday the 24th. Today is Friday the 20th. So I wanted to get these standings out before the season started because, you know, if I start a weekend, it's not really fair to myself or, you know, to be like, oh, well, that team looked really good. So I feel like I should just change my ranking of them. Like, you know, I wanted to start it before preseason. I wanted to be like, all right, here's my thoughts. You know, these teams are almost complete besides like the Sixers. We'll talk about them because, you know, James Harden feels like he's on the trade block. We might see him, you know, get traded anytime soon. But you know that like this is just I wanted to get a, a nice fair ranking out before the season's underway and we see you know a day one injury you know God forbid but you know I just want to get these rankings out so let's just jump right into it once again this is talks with walks with David Walker sports podcast but you know we may see a few weeks where it's not so let's just jump right into it uh, I'm gonna start with the Eastern Conference because this is a lot easier for me to make the list of you're gonna hear my my notebook here but the East was a lot easier for me to make the list of because. I think the West is just ridiculously loaded. Like I think there are eleven or twelve teams that I could see filling out those. Uh, I'm honestly thirteen. Like the like one like there's like there's so many teams that could fill out the one through eleven seed uh, to fill out you know top seed at the play in. Like there's so many teams in the West that I think are gonna be very competitive. Well, while in the East, you know I think it's a little less competitive in the East, and you know it's just how it's just how it's how it's been for like the last ten years. It's it's been a big argument against LeBron's. Uh, case for being uh 
the best player of all time. You know, the East is weak. And he was getting out of the East with the Heat and the Cavaliers all those years. And they're like, you know, the East is weak. He's getting out of there so easy. But, like, it, 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 just, it just feels like it's true. You know, top to bottom, it just feels like a worse – I don't want to say worse. I want to say less stacked uh, conference than the West. So let's just jump right into it. I'm going to grab my water bottle here. So once I get this water and get a nice sip in, we're going to start these rankings. Get my like, hydro flask here. All right, awesome. So, I think we're going to start 15-1. to 1, And the team that I think is going to be the worst in probably basketball this season is the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they were the worst team in basketball, I think, last year, other than the San Antonio Spurs. They were the worst team in the East. And this team's just kind of falling apart. Uh, you know, Miles Bridges had his issues with the law, you know, domestic violence. I think, I think he honestly shouldn't even be in the league anymore. He uh, is very problematic. He's had multiple issues. He even turned himself into the police a few weeks ago. I just think Miles Miles Bridges. It's it's not fair to players that have been suspended for far less for him to be to remain in the league. Uh, he had the whole thing with Kai Jones, where he was having you know seemingly mental like mental issues, like mental uh, health issues. He was actually released by the team, um, and it kind of sucks because they're keeping the domestic abuser Miles Bridges, but they're going to cut the guy who is very clearly having some issues with mental illness. But you know that's a whole other story. But I just think the Hornets are not going to be very competitive this year. They did draft Brandon Miller number two overall, and that was a huge controversy because, first of all, Brandon Miller had his issues with the law uh, in his freshman year at Alabama. Um, but also, people thought that you know Scoot Henderson was going to be a better pick for this team, and Scoot Henderson, I think, is going to be the better player when it's said and done. Obviously, Scoot ended up going to the Portland Trailblazers, but that's a we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I just think I don't think the the Horns are going to go very far this year. The the roster top to bottom is just not very good. Lamella obviously being probably the best player on this team. Not probably, probably far and away. Gordon Hayward's old. Uh, you know, we had just it's just a young roster. James Booknight looks to be a bust. Terry Rozier's getting up there in age. Like these guys, like it's just it's just not a good roster top to bottom. So that's why I think that they're, they're going to be uh, the worst team probably in basketball. I think yeah, I think they're going to be they're going to be worse than my 15 pick in the West. Let's move on to who I think is going to be the 14 seed in the Eastern Conference, and that's going to be the Detroit Pistons. I know Pistons fans, if you've been listening, this is kind of hard for you to hear. And obviously, uh, I probably should have said this at the top, but I am a casual basketball fan. I am, I love the sport. I am very active on NBA Twitter and YouTube. I am a huge Sacramento Kings fan, so I'll, I'll watch most of their games. But when it comes to actual analytical and, you know, on-the-court knowledge, like I can't really analyze what's going on on the court like in terms of defensive and offensive schemes. But I, I'm a fan. I know what I'm talking about, I think, to a certain degree. But back to what I'm saying with the Detroit Pistons, um, they look promising, but I still think they're a year or two away from actually being uh, a top-end team in the Eastern Conference because while I said the Western Conference is a little more stacked top to bottom, I just think these bottom three or four teams in the East are kind of going to be battling for you know, the 12, 13, 11 seed. Like, these teams, it's just, it's just kind of rough when it gets to the bottom. But I think the Pistons should be competitive this year uh, it's just, it's a very very young roster. The most experienced player on this team is Alec Burks, with only 12 years of experience. But you know, you see guys like uh, Kate Cunningham, number one overall pick a few years ago. They just drafted one of the Thompson twins, uh, Asar Thompson, and he looks really good. Looks like a really good defensive player. Uh, you see guys like Killian Hayes, who is probably being heralded as a bust. James Wiseman, who they got from the Pistons last year, and that Sadiq Bay whole scramble last season. Buddy Bayheim out of Syracuse. Jalen Duran, one of the younger players in the in the league, he's probably going to be in their starting rotation. 
this uh you got Bo- like it's they have the vets and then they have the younger guys like i just think Jaden ivy looked promising last year uh like they it's a, it's a very talented roster but i just think like i said they're just a year or two away i think Kay's gonna have a pretty big season i think he might average you know at least probably 20 and 8 like 20 points eight assists like i think he's he's a really good passer he's like a game manager but I just think when you look at the rest of the teams in the East, I just don't think that the Pistons are going to eclipse, uh, you know, a seed higher than, like, I think at best this is, like, an 11 seed, but I really don't see them being better than the teams that I have above them. So the Pistons, I think you're just a year or two away. Like my Orioles, you know, last season, I just think this is a whole other tangent, but I just think they have the young pieces and they just need one more year of competitive basketball and actually trying to win games for them to actually win games. Like they're going to try to win games this year, but they're not going to succeed. I think that's just that's just my take. So yeah, Pistons, 14 seed. Next up is the Toronto Raptors. This was tough. There's like a bit of a scramble from like I'd say like nine to 13, like in terms of seeding. Like where I was like, all right, I think these guys in any order could could be competitive. But I think uh, when it, when push comes to shove, I think the Raptors going to be a 13 seed. Uh, when I look at it now, I feel like I'm actually kind of being delusional. But I'm just, I, I, you know, standings are hard to predict. You know, basketball, anything can happen. It's a long year. Trades, injuries, a whole lot of stuff could happen. Uh, this is a competitive team. They were in the play-in last year, and they did lose. Eventually, actually, wait, did they lose? I forget, whatever. But, um, wait, actually, let me check. They finished ninth. Because I, I know that they had the whole thing with um, the Bulls. No, yeah, the Bulls beat them because the DeMar DeRozan... Um, the Demar Derozan, her her daughter, his daughter was like screaming. Whatever. Okay, back to back to talking about the Raptors. Uh, they drafted Grady Dick. I think Grady Dick's gonna be a pretty solid player this year. Uh, I like him a lot. They got Marquise Noel out of Kansas State, who had that phenomenal uh, March Madness run. But I just look at this roster, and I don't know. I just I'm not really seeing like ugh, it's tough. Like this is a good team, but I feel like they're gonna trade OG Ananobi. He's been on the trade block for what seems like two or three years. Like I just think they're gonna have just a weird year where they, like, like with the Pistons, like they're gonna try to win, but they're not gonna succeed just because their roster isn't really. Like they lost Fred VanVleet, who was a huge part of this team for a while, but you know he just had to go. He's in Houston now. But I just look at this team. I'm just like they got Dennis Schroeder, who Dennis Schroeder is a solid player, but I just don't think that really pushes you over the hump in the point guard position. Like their starting line is probably gonna be, Scotty, OG, Gary, Siakam, and Schroeder, maybe. Like uh, they just have, a, they have like a log jam at the like, on the wings, like I think they're gonna do Schroeder at point, probably Gary at shooting guard, OG at small forward, Scotty at power, and Siakam at center. Or are they gonna bench Scotty? Maybe it's just tough. Like I like in terms of this rotation, I think it's gonna be very interesting. The Raptors over the last few years have been known when they were under Nick Nurse for having their starters play like forty to forty-five minutes. So you know it's tough. Like I think they just have. They have a good like eight, like nine to ten man rotation, but just in terms of how you rotate that with their new coach, Darko, I can't even say that last name. Like I'm a, I said, I'm a casual, but um, I just it, it's it's tough. I don't really see this team, like these last, <laughs> like the next few teams I'm going to talk about. It's just going to be a scramble for, like I think it's going to be a scramble for the, the, from nine through fifteen. I just had I had to just make my decision, and that decision was made on a whim because I didn't really spend, want to spend too much time making these decisions. But yeah, Raptors, thirteen seed. Uh, I have in my notes here. Losing Nick Nurse is pretty big. So, yeah, you know, maybe that maybe that'll be true. All right, next up. Number 12 seed, Chicago Bulls. Um, I got into basketball from the YouTuber King of the Fourth Quarter, Kenny Beecham. He is a Bulls fan, so you know, 
when he has his uh, non-2K videos on his Kenny For Real channel, he will talk about the, his bulls. And he's, you know, alluded to the fact, or I don't know, he's actually straight up said it, that I think he, he thinks that they're going to blow it up. And I think I think that's fair. Uh, he has been openly a, big, a very big Kobe White and Patrick Williams fan. I like Patrick Williams. I like Kobe White a lot. He's a really good shooter, really good passer. But, like, this team has just kind of been plateauing for the last, like, two seasons, season and a half. Like, they were the one seed for the first half of the 2022 season, the season before last. And they got they got knocked out in the playoffs the first round. Uh, and then they were a playing team last year that lost at the Miami Heat uh, to be the eight seed. And, like, you just see Vooch and you see Levine, you see DeMar. Like, these guys are good players, but... And they got Lonzo and Alex Caruso. It, it looked promising. Lonzo's probably going to be out for like the next. Yeah, he's missing, he's going to be out for the whole season. Like his knee is just, it's cooked, and I, I, it's it's a terrible situation for for Lonzo. But like, this team's just very interesting to me. Like, all, like all, all these like lower seeded teams. Like it's nothing's really cut and dry for me with these with these rosters. I just look at them. I'm just like, yeah, I could see them winning maybe 35, 40 games. Like these teams are going to be 35, 36, 37, 38 wins, and there's going to be it's going to come down to like the last week for these last these bottom five teams. But like, Iodasumu, I really like his game a lot. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's just a weird team. You know, they got Andre Drummond. Like I don't know. I think they're they're I think they're going to end up trading Zach Levine. Some team is probably going to be clamoring for Alex Caruso for his just defensive capabilities. You might see Demar get traded. Like I think this team's going to come out to the all-star break and they're going to probably be below 500 and they're going to be like all right we got to get rid of some of these guys because it's just not working out and you know i think they're gonna that like their competitiveness in that first half or lack of competitiveness in that first half may lead to them being like maybe in you know nine ten position but i think once they trade those guys they're going to probably trade trade young get some young guys and then you know probably not have a good second half and then lead to them being the 13th seed that's just in my eyes or no the 12th seed that's just that's just how I'm looking at it. Like I just I just don't really see this team being very competitive. So yeah, Chicago Chicago Bulls number twelve seed. Next up, the number eleven seed Washington Wizards. Um, I'm excited to see how this team works out. Uh, I'm a pretty big Jordan Poole guy, even though as a Kings fan I kind of hated him when he would play us because he just kind of seemed to just do like tween tween behind the back and then just hit a step back like like his his big splash brother Steph Curry at that point. But um. I think this team. I think he should be pretty, pretty solid uh, on the Wizards. Like, I think he has an opportunity to score a lot of points. Like, I, I'm like in my notes here. I say 30 point per game loading for Jordan Poole, and I, I think that's possible. He had 41 points the other night in three quarters in preseason, and we saw. Then he had the uh, kind of look a little uh, exasperated with what he was doing. So you know, maybe that's the writing on the wall for how. Uh, the chemistry is going to be on this team, but you know who cares? I think Jordan Poole, he has an opportunity here. He already got his ring, he got his money. I think he's just going to be like, all right, I'm going to go out there and just hoop. And then you know they have Tyus Jones, they got you know uh, Landry Shamit. I'm just saying names at this point. Uh, but I mean, I think Kyle Kuzma he had a great year last year. I think he was an All Star, if I'm not mistaken. No, he was not. But I mean, he averaged 21, seven and six, or no, 21, three and seven. Like he looked good, and I think. You know, him and Jordan Poole could be an exciting little tag team tandem there in Washington. But I think the Wizards are just, they're just a bad roster. Like, they, I, I think I saw they haven't made it out of the first round in, like, 30-some years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know. This, is, this should be a fun team. It's not going to be a good team. It's going to be the 11th seed. I think they might get 
you know, maybe they get hot towards the end of the year. That's just how playoffs work. You know, playing's a fun, fun little thing. You know, we'll see. And maybe, you know, we're not going to talk too in depth about the in-season tournament, but maybe they'll they'll compete in the in-season tournament, and that'll be their their consolation prize. They're going to get the in-season tournament championship. But I think this should be fun. Jordan Poole, I think he's going to be an all-star, average a lot of points. But overall for this team, I think I don't think they're going to be uh, very competitive. Next up, the 10-seeded Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Hawks are another weird team. They were another play-in team last year. Um, I think they didn't make it out. If I'm not, no, no, no. Did they? Yeah, no, they, they played the Celtics. Yeah, they made it out. Um, this is gonna be, I think this is a very, in my notes here, I see them as a solid group, but they need a big year for DeJounte Murray. Uh, this is year two of the DeJounte Murray-Trey Young duo. Uh, he did miss the All-Star game last year after being an All-Star in 2021-2022 after he had like a near triple-double year. Like That that season in, in San Antonio, he was he was, he was good. I, li- I liked what I saw from DeJounte. I like DeJounte as a player. But I think what we see out of this team, year two, will decide how this duo is going to do for the rest of their time together. Um, I like this team. I like the Andre Hunter a lot. Went to University of Virginia, so obviously I'm a fan of him. Uh, Jalen Johnson, year two. Uh, or no, this would be year three for him. I mean, this should be. I don't know. This team's gonna be very interesting. It's just. It was just tough for me to just like teams. Like honestly, it's just tough. Like every team seems to have like two or three guys who could be just be have a big impact on how they do. Like basketball. It, it, there's a lot of parity, I think, in this year. And honestly, last year, like, it just felt like it was anybody's game in the playoffs. Uh, that's not true. I feel like this year it's going to be anybody's game because everybody's reloading. You know, you have that big three in Phoenix. The Lakers reloaded. The Warriors reloaded. The Nuggets lost a few guys, but they still have Jokic and Jamal Murray. We're going to talk about that later. But it's just like it feels like every team is just trying to – I mean, that's how team building works, but they just, like, every team is looking like they have a core group of guys that they're like, all right, these are our guys. Like, every team I said before this, like, the Raptors, you know, OG, Scotty, Grady Dick, Pascal, Gary Trent, the Pistons, Cade, Asar Thompson, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, the Hornets, uh, probably, you know, except for the Hornets. But, like, every team just seems to have, like, their core group, and they're like, you know, we could win a lot of games this year. And that's why I think it was just so hard for me to, like, make these decisions about how I'm going to, you know, predict these standings. But, you know, back to the Hawks, it's just uh, the, the good roster. I think they're going to be the 10 seed. Uh, you know, you could see them sneak into the pl- uh, the playoffs like they did last year. But, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll see. Uh, this has just been nothing burger so far. This is the pilot, though. I'm figuring things out. Next up, 9 seed, Indiana Pacers. I like the Pacers a lot. They obviously have my guy Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. When he got traded here, I was devastated, obviously, as a – Kings fan when that trade happened I was a little bit skeptical but you know Sabonis is working out Halliburton's working out you know it's a it's a win-win but this team did miss the playoffs last year I think they could sneak in this year I'm looking at this roster Miles Turner just got a big old deal Tyrese was an all-star last year if I'm not mistaken yeah I mean he averaged 20 and 10 like he's just one of the best facilitators in the entire league uh they got Bruce Brown I think that's a big pickup Bruce Brown is a he's a good glue guy uh, he was, I think, if he was not on that Denver roster last year, I don't think they would have won the championship. I think he just does his 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 job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Bruce Brown's a big pickup for this team. If he has that, he won a championship. He has that experience that is just huge for a younger-ish team like the Pacers. 
Uh, you know, TJ McConnell's been there for a while. Uh, Neesmith uh, is here now. Uh, Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald, I've, I've heard that he may be on the trade block. Year two for Benedict Matherin. I think this should, this, this should be a fun team. I, I could see them sneaking into the playoffs in the play-in if they end up being the ninth seed. Obviously, this, this, all, this, all this discussion is based on these teams actually making the playoffs, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, like I, I like – I think this team has a lot of potential. Uh, and that's all. That's all I can really say. I'm just. I'm. I'm just kind of rambling here. They drafted Jarris Walker. I think that was that was their highest pick, right? Yeah. 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 Drafted first. Yeah. The eighth. He was either the the, the Wizards and traded the Pacers. But yeah, I think the Pacers should be fun this year. Uh, the second full year where Tyrese is on the roster. Bruce Brown being here. You know, you might do like Tyrese at point guard, and maybe Bruce Brown at short uh, shooting guard. Miles at center. Maybe Buddy. Maybe you have. Throw Benedict Mathurin in there. Oh, and they got Obi Toppin. That's right. That could, that could be a fun lob combo, Tyrese and, and Obi Toppin. But we'll see. This should be a fun team. But I, I have them as the nine seed. Next up is the Brooklyn Nets. I have them being the eight seed this year. I like this team a lot, mainly just because I really like um, Mikel Bridges. But you know, Ben Simmons has been talking that he's going to be back to back to form this year. So we'll see. He's been saying like it's 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 tough. This is a make or break year, I think, for Ben Simmons' career in the NBA. Uh, I wish the best for him. I don't really wish bad on a, a lot of NBA players, but I think this team should be fun. Obviously, they did make the playoffs last year and got swept by the uh, the 76ers, but, you know, I think their their good record last year is mostly carried by the fact that they had Kyrie and Kevin Durant for half a year, but I think this team sh- still should be competitive. It's younger. You know, you got Harry Giles, Cam Johnson, Mikel. Ben Simmons is still young. Like, and then, you know, they picked up Lonnie Walker, Dennis Smith Jr., Claxton's still young. They have Doe, Dorian Smith, Dorian Finney Smith. I guess Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, this is a. I think this is a good team, top to bottom. Uh, Jacques Vaughn is an all right coach, so you know maybe they sneak into the playoffs and you know they maybe they'll win a game. Like I think this team should be competitive. Uh, I don't really see them making any trades. I think they're just gonna rock with their younger roster. Like they're they're the old, most experienced guy is Spencer Dinwiddie. That's only with nine years. Like that's like this is a young team. Like he's t- he's turning thirty this year. Like, this is a young team, one of the youngest in the league. Um, so I think this should be fun. All these teams I'm talking about right now should be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Brooklyn Nets going to be the eight seed. I think Mikel's going to have a, a great year, maybe be an all-star, most improved player candidate. You know, we'll see. We will see. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets eight seed. Next up, another New York team, New York Knicks. I think they had them being the seventh seed. Uh, what were they last year? They were the um, the fifth seed, and they beat the Cavs in the first round. That's right. Yeah, the Knicks... Very interesting. The Knicks are just they're the Knicks. Uh, you know they picked up Jalen Brunson. He had a career year with them after getting out of Dallas. He was not an All Star. People consider him to be a snub. He averaged twenty four, six and three. Like he's he's great. I really like him a lot. You got Emmanuel quickly, uh, Maryland resident or former Maryland resident went to John Carroll High School right down the street. Uh, you got Julius Randle, Josh Hart, this Quentin Grimes, one of the best shooters in the league. They get picked up Dante DiVincenzo, Daquan Jeffries, R.J. Barrett. Like, I think this is another team where if you're not good in the first half of the year, they may they may end up trading a lot of their pieces because I, I just think that's how this team feels. The Knicks are always just teetering on blowing it up, I feel like, because Knicks fans are insane. Madison Square Garden, you know, big market. The spotlight's always going to be on the Knicks just because they're the Knicks and they, they play in Madison Square Garden in New York. So I just think they're always open, or they're always 
like susceptible to criticism just because they play in New York. So I think and Mitchell Robinson got a huge deal. Um, did he? Wait, am I, am I tweaking? No, he did, right? Salary. Where's your salary? Whatever. I Maybe mean, I mean, I mean, just be making stuff up. But I just think the Knicks, like, if they don't have a good first half, they may trade some pieces like R.J. Barrett. Uh, R.J. Barrett's just been a weird player these last few years. Like, he's just – I mean, he's averaged 19-plus points in the last two years. But, like, I feel like everyone's always hating on him. I like R.J. Like I was saying, like, if they're not good in the first – 30 to 40 games, you may see a Mitchell Robinson trade. You may see, honestly, maybe a Julius Randle trade. Maybe Emmanuel quickly. Like, you know, they may trade their young guys to just be like, all right, well, we need to, we, obviously something's not working, so we need to just reload. They got Archidiacono, another Nova guy, a lot of Villanova cats on this team. But, yeah, uh, I think they should be competitive, but if they're not good in that first half, you know, it could be it could be curtains for this core team, this core group of fellas in New York. Next up, this is this is this was my on a limb pick, Orlando Magic number six seed. I just have a feeling that's that's literally what's in my notes. Oh, and for the next, I said as long as the team is healthy, they should be pretty solid. I didn't talk about uh, blowing them up, but uh, number six seed Orlando Magic. This was just on. This was just a gut feeling. Like you got guys got like Paolo, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, John Isaac, Markel, Cole Anthony. Like, this team is pretty solid top to bottom. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think they should be pretty competitive this year. And I think you're going to see a big leap, Paolo, year two, Franz, year three. Like, you could see these guys, you know, even like Wendell Carter Jr., Gary Harris, Anthony Black, the rookie out of Arkansas, Jed Howard out of Michigan. And they pick up Joe Ingles. You got Mo Wagner, the Wagner brothers. Uh, and, you know, picked up dunk contest champion Mac McClung. I think this team should be fun. And I think they're going to shock a lot of people, uh, but not me. Because if they end up being good, then you know to go to David Walker at Talks with Walks and be like, dude, he predicted it. So, yeah, that's that's my that's my thoughts on the Magic. I think this should be a fun team, and they're going to shock a lot of people with big leaps from their young guys. Boom. Keep it quick. I need to stop rambling. Next up, number five-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I like the Cavs a lot. I've always liked the Cavs. I like their roster a lot. You know, I'm a big Darius Garland fan. They have Ty Jerome out of Virginia. Obviously, I'm a Virginia fan, so I'm going to love Ty Jerome. They have the Mobley brothers. They got Tristan Thompson back in Cleveland. They picked up Max Struess. That was a big pickup for them, big big contract. And then you got guys like, obviously, they had Donovan Mitchell, dropped 70 last year. Uh, Jared Allen, Ricky Rubio, Isaac Okoro. I, I like Isaac Okoro, year four for him, which just kind of feels like fake. Like, I, I can't believe that's only it's been four years with him. GB Bickerstaff is a good coach, really defensive mind. They have the junkyard dog train. That's a big thing with their chemistry. You know, After the game, they always choose the best defensive player. I think this team should be fun. Uh, I hope they make it out of the first round, unlike last year. I think that what well, they were a playoff, they were a playing team last year, right? No, they're they're fourth. I'm, I'm actually tweaking, genuinely tweaking. They had 51 wins. What am I talking about? But I think this team should be fun. It's another team where I think if Donovan Mitchell and I think he'll start to get antsy if this team isn't super competitive in the first half of the year, um, because that's just how it seems with Donovan Mitchell. Like I think he, I I don't want to say he's a diva, but I just think he's a guy that likes to win. And if he feels like this team isn't competitive and they're not doing well in the first half, he may be like, all right, well, we got to make a trade or, 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 or trade me. So, you know, we'll see. A lot of rookies on this team. Uh, a lot of young guys. They have like three or four rookies, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Imani Bates at Eastern Michigan. He was a big, big pickup for them. This is a young team. I don't like how close. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel old because players that are getting drafted are close to my age. Like, I think... Um, one of the cats on um, 
the Rockets is like younger than you, which is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, the Cavs. Another thing where it's just if they don't have a good first half, I think you may see those star players start to get antsy. They may make some trades. So yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers five seed. Next up, as I take a drink of water, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, four seed. I talked about them before. Uh, one of the things about James Harden, you know, we may see him on another roster. But I think if Daryl Morey were to trade him, he's going to get good pieces back. So they're not going to like, I don't think he's going to do a bunch of picks and like a bum. He's going to do like a solid rotational player and a few picks. So I think even if they lose James Harden, they're still going to have a good roster top to bottom and still be competitive. Uh, Joel Embiid coming off an MVP year. I think once they trade, if they trade James Harden, uh, Tyrese Maxey could have, see a big leap in his production. He already is a pretty productive player, one of the best shooters in the league. He averaged 20 points last year, which is pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. And he started, uh, like, 60% of the games, uh, the games that he played in. But, yeah, I think the Sixers should be fun. You know, picking up Nick Nurse after firing Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers is not a very good coach, and Doc Rivers is now a broadcaster. So, yeah, that's that's where they are in the coaching situation and the coaching department. Picked up Kelly Oubre. I uh, got Montrez Harrell. Pat Bev. Picked up Pat Bev. Uh, Tobias Harris, big contract boy. But, yeah, I think regardless of where James Harden ends up, if he stays with the Sixers or on the Clippers, as, as, as it's been talking about, or, you know, another surprise team, which I, I cannot really think of right now because I am not uh, Adrian Wojcikowski. But, like, I, yeah, I think even if they trade James Harden, this team's still going to be competitive. They're probably gonna. I'd be surprised if they fall out of six, like, like they, I could see them being a two or three seed, and I'll, I'd be surprised if they fall to six or seven. Like they're gonna stay in that general area as long as they stay healthy and as long as Joel Embiid uh, is just Joel Embiid. I, th- I don't think he should have won MVP last year, but that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, Philadelphia 76ers, the four seed. Next up was another on a limb pick, but you know that that's all we can really do with standings. It's just predictions. Uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, obviously, they did not end up getting Damian Lillard, which I think is just hilarious. But, you know, they made the finals last year. And, you know, we may see the exact opposite from what I'm predicting, in which, you know, they just fall to a lower seed and have the the playoff drive to make it to the finals again. But, you know, maybe they end up in the top four. They were the one seed a few years ago. You know, anything can happen in basketball. But um, we got Jack Jr. out of UCLA. Picked up Thomas Bryant. You got Bam. Was He, he was a he was defensive player of the year last year, right? No, who was? No, it was, um, it was um, Trey J, Jerry Nixon Jr. But, yeah, I think the Heat should be good. The Heat are just a good team top to bottom. You know, Heat culture is a big thing there. But, you know, maybe since they lost Udonis Haslam, maybe they'll be bad. You know, maybe that's just how it works. And they seem to have picked up, you know, they got Jamal Kane. Came out of nowhere in that preseason game, looked pretty good. Haywood Highsmith had a lot of good minutes last year. You know, you still got Duncan Robinson. You got Kyle Lowry. You got Nikola Jovic. Uh, but yeah, I think this team should be good. I have in my notes here, no real reason, but I think they'll be good in the regular season, but fall in the playoffs. Maybe it'll be a, a reverse heat where they're good in the playoffs, but then they miss out on, you know, going to the finals or being successful. But yeah, you know, you got Josh Richardson. This, this is a good team top to bottom. Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the, in the association. So yeah, number three seed Miami Heat. That's where my head's at. I'm just rambling. I'm, I'm, let, I'm letting the thoughts come to me. Next up, two seed Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, obviously, they picked up Damian Lillard in the all season. That's just a huge, huge scoop for them. I was insanely, ridiculously surprised that they were able to pull that trade off. I think this could be a thing where them and the one seeded, obviously the Boston Celtics at this point. Uh, I think they should be. They could go back and forth. They may end up being like a 52, and then the the 
Celtics are 53, or vice versa. I think they're gonna, it's going to be a battle for the one seed. But, you know, you still have Giannis, probably the best player in the NBA besides Jokic. You got K-Mid, who if he stays healthy, he is an impactful guy. Obviously, you got Damian Lillard. You got Brooke Lopez, one of the best defenders in the league. Picking up Malik Beasley, he's big for them. Uh, good defender, good scorer, Jay Crowder. Uh, yeah, I think this team, the, the Bucks were the one seed last year, and now they have Damian Lillard instead of Drew Holiday. And, you know, for you, those defensive-minded guys, you may think that that's a loss, and it, and it is, but you're picking up a guy who can drop, who averaged 30 last year. So, you know, you're going to lose a little bit of defense, but you're going to have that offense. And this is still a good defensive team. You know, you got Malik Beasley, Brooke, Brooke Lopez, Giannis. Kay Middleton's a good, a good defender. You know, you got guys like Jay Crowder, uh, Pat Content. Like, you lose one of the best defensive players in the league, like Drew Holiday, but then you pick up an offensive, just like nuclear bomb who can just, you know, he dropped 70 last year, like, like Donovan Mitchell. You just get to pick your battles, and they chose to be like, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to trade our defensive guy for a guy who's one of the best offensive players in the league. And I think that's just, that's just a good recipe for success. And that's why I think that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be the two seed. Next up, as I take another drink of water, I'm talking a lot, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting dry in here. Obviously, it's the Boston Celtics, and obviously they picked up Drew Holiday uh, from the Blazers. This team is just really, really good. Uh, yeah, obviously, you got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown after that, that huge contract. Peyton Pritchard got an extension. Derek White shaved his head. Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders in the league. Al Horford is one of the best defenders and, you know, big man shooters in the league. You pick up Kristaps Porzingis. I think this team's going to be ridiculously good. Probably, maybe, honestly, a 60-win team. Let's see. What, what are my notes for the Celtics here? Drew Holiday and Porzingis are such huge and impactful additions to this team. It is unreal. So, yeah, I think, I think that kind of describes how I feel about this team. It's just going to be really good. And like I said, with the Bucs, I think they're going to be compete, competing for the one and two seed, which, you know, uh, depending on how you feel about seeding there, you know, it, it may not matter because, you know, you don't get a trophy for being the one seed. You get a trophy for winning the finals. So I think this should be uh, a fun team, really explosive team. As long as JT and Jalen Brown can stay healthy, this team should win a lot of games because Drew Holiday just is an impactful guy. So, yeah, that's my Eastern Conference 1 through 15 wrap-up, or predict not wrap-up, prediction. Let's get into the West. I have a lot more notes for the West. I'm gonna try. You know, I'm trying to speed things up. We're already 34 minutes in. Real ramble fest here. And like, you know, let's go. Yeah, no, let's go 15 to one. Let's try to let's try to keep it brief here. Number 15 seed is the San Antonio Spurs. I know, I know. They got Wemby in the draft. Unicorn. He looks like an alien on the court. Like I can't believe that this like player exists and is able to do what he does. He's like seven four and he's able to dribble like a point guard. This team should be fun, but I still think that. This is just not a good roster. You know, you, obviously you got Wemby, and you got uh, Devin Vassell, and you got Keldon Johnson. You got Dougie, uh, Dougie Buckets, Zach Collins. You know, it's it, it's a good roster, but it's not a it's no, it, it's a f- young roster and a fun roster, but it's not a good roster. Like, I, I don't think they're going to win more than 35 games. And that's why the West is so tough, because all these teams just look really good. But, yeah, I think this first is going to be a 15 seed. Just give him one more year. Let Wemby score. Like let, let him average like twenty four, six and ten or twenty four, and like maybe like two blocks, two steals. And you know, he may fill up the stat sheet, but I just don't think this this roster is going to fill up the win sheet. How about that? Boom. That's a one liner right there. Next up is the Utah Jazz. My only note here is meh. I just think this team is just not very good. Like they obviously had that really good first half last year, 
which was uh, surprised a lot of people. And, you know, maybe Laurie Markkinen, after serving in the Finnish Army, will come back with a hunger for competitive basketball. But, you know, I think they, they, they missed the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, they're the 12th seed. Like, they really fell off in the second half. Like, I just think this team is just not very good. I like Colin Sexton a lot. I like Jordan Clarkson a lot. You know, Ochai Abaji out of Kansas. Uh, they picked up John Collins, which I think is pretty pretty big. Obviously, they have, uh, they have THT. Uh, Chris Dunn. Like, it's just meh. Walker Kessler, really good rookie last year, good defender. But I uh, I just think when you, when you put them up against these other teams in the West, I just don't really see them being uh, very competitive. Next up is the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the team that loses Damon Lillard, but, you know, they believe in Scoot Henderson enough to be like, you know what, let, let's, let, let's, let's compete here. That was really bad stuttering. But, um, but yeah, uh, I just think when, like, it's, it, my, my whole issue with these teams in the West is, like, these are good rosters, but there's other teams in the West that are just better. And it kind of sucks because, like, this, this, this Blazers team is young and they look solid. You know, they pick up DeAndre Ayton. Uh, you know, they draft Scoot. They draft Chris Murray, uh, the twin of Keegan Murray, my guy. I love Keegan Murray. Uh, I mean, yeah, they got Aiton, Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp. They got Malcolm Brogdon. I love Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's going to be a really good veteran piece, which is just kind of crazy because he's a seven-year vet. Jeremy Grant's the most experienced player on this team, which is kind of crazy. He had a huge deal in the offseason. Like, it's a good roster. I think they should be a lot of fun, Shaden Sharp. And, honestly, Scoot Henderson are both, like, high-flying youngsters. So I should, <laughs> I sound really old saying that. But, like, I think this should be fun. But they're they're just not better than the teams that I have above them, arguably, in my humble talks with Walk, David Walker opinion. But yeah, 13 seed Portland Trailblazers. Uh, they should be fine. I think Scoot might. I think Scoot might win Rookie of the Year. Uh, but that's kind of hard to say because Victor Webinyama is Victor Webinyama. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Next up, 12 seeded Houston Rockets. I had a whole scramble here on my notes because I forgot the Timberwolves existed as a team, so I had to like rearrange everything. But yeah, I had the Rockets as a 12 seed. Uh, they were like the 14 seed last year, right? Yeah, this team's just stinky. They got Ime Aduka, who is a really good coach. They got Fred VanVleet. They got Dylan Brooks. Uh, they drafted Cam Whitmore. He's the guy that's younger than me, and that's making me feel really old and really bad about myself. But you know, we're moving on. Uh, they drafted another Thompson twin. Uh, Amon Thompson. Yep, Amon Thompson. He's really good. I like him a lot. They got Bobby. You know, they got Aaron Holiday. I'm just like looking, looking at names. They got Jock Landale. Oh, that could be a big guy for them. Jalen Green. Obviously, they lose Kevin Porter Jr., who is a good player, but he's a terrible person, evidently. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not a police officer, but based on what we've seen, they got Jeff Green. They got Victor Oladipo. Oh, no, didn't they trade? No, they traded Victor Oladipo to um, the Thunder, right? Or no? No, no, no. They got him in the trade from the, whatever. They got Oladipo. They got Jabari Smith Jr., year two. Tari Eason, year two. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, year four. Like this is a young roster, but they're not gonna be a good roster. You know, the they got Jeff Green is their their vet, their their old man on the team. This should be fun, but I just don't really see them being better than the teams I have above them. And it's just, it's tough. The West is tough. And I'm really not saying anything with any of these analysis. I'm just kinda saying players and just it's just tough. Like the NBA there's just so much parody and I love that. But it's tough for the I guess you consider me an NBA content creator at this point, but like it's just tough to be like yeah, you know, I think this, like, it's it, it's tough because there's just so much parity. And like I said earlier, like, these teams are finding their core and they're being like, all right, well, we have these guys and we're going to build around them or we feel confident in these guys. Like, this team, they got 
uh, Jeff Green, Jabari Smith Jr., and then they pick up Fred Van Leet and Dylan Brooks, those older guys who have seen winning in the past. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's really tough. Like, every team just is finding their identity, and it's tough for me to be like, you know what, I don't think they're going to be that good. But, you know, I just have to I have to just do that because other teams are just better on paper for me. And I just I, the, the vibes feel better. But, yeah, 12-seeded Houston Rockets. Uh, next up I got the 11-seeded Oklahoma City Thunder. This is tough for me because I love the Thunder. I think they're a really fun team, really young team. Uh, it's just it, it's tough. Um, Sam Presti is one of the best GMs in the league. They have, like, a gajillion picks. But, like, I think let's, – let's see on my notes here. SGA is a top seven guard, maybe top five, and I think Chet is the real deal, but they're still a year or so away from fully arriving. Um, they were, were they a playing team last year? Yes, they were. They were a playing team last year. They went 40 and 42. Um, yeah, I mean, all, the, all these young teams at the bottom, like, they'll be fun, but they're not going to win a lot of games. But I, mean, I think that's just a fair analysis of what I'm looking at with these teams. Uh, Shea should have another just huge year, huge year. This is their first full full year of Chet Holmgren. He's looked good in preseason. He's just a good player. You know, they got J-Dub and J-Will. Uh, J-Dub was really good last year. Like, it's just a young team. The most experienced player on this team is Davos Bertans. And Davos Bertans is 31 years old. So that's just insane. Very young team, but, you know. And like with the East, like when you look at like 9 through maybe like 12 or 13, like, I can see all these teams competing. And it just kind of sucks for uh, making this this style of standing production because, like, I, I, I can't really be confident in any of these picks because I'm like, I can see this team having a really huge second half where they're like, all right, well, we have the stamina because we're young and we're able to win all these games. But wh- wh- how it is, I think the, the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be the 11th seed. I think Shea's going to have a huge year. I think Chet's going to surprise a lot of people. Maybe he'll win Rookie of the Year. You never know. Uh, Cameron Williams is a good piece. Like, they just have a good team. Uh, the good culture there. They love each other. They care about each other. They play for each other. But I just don't really see them winning more than 45 games. So, yeah. Next up, we have the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this was tough. Like I said, picking the West was tough. And honestly, when I looked at the East and I was talking about it, honestly, picking the East was tough. But, like, that's just how basketball is. There's parity. Like I said earlier, it's parity and it's fun. And I like that, but it's just tough for me to make feasible and accurate rankings. But whatever. I think this team should be a lot of fun. I said they're going to miss Trey Murphy for the first few months of the year, which sucks because Trey Murphy out of Virginia. Love the guy. Uh, really good shooter, really good player. Dunk contest. Runner-up last year. Uh, Zion Williamson looks good. He looks healthy. He looks fit. He looks in shape. He looks like he's ready to play basketball. and He's ready to play maybe, let's see, how many games did he play last year? You know, maybe he'll play more than 29 games, which is just, I mean, average 20. He's just like, oh, God, Zion is so good. It's kind of ridiculous. But, like, you know, hopefully he'll stay healthy. And if if the entire roster stays healthy, I think they could win more than uh, a 10-seed amount of games. Because how many, how many games did they win last year? How many, how, many, how many games did they win last year? Go back. Go back. Laptop. They won 42 games. Uh, this team should be fun. I like Brandon Ingram a lot. I think he's a hooper. I like his look that he's got going on now with the fro and like the the t-shirt undershirt. Uh, Herb Jones, really good defender. CJ McCollum. I honestly forget that he's on this roster, and that was like a huge trade. I had to get him out of Portland. Dyson Daniels, year two for him. 
uh, Larry Nance. Like, it's it's just a fun team top to bottom. It, like, it's just my my analysis is just so. There's just a whole lack of analytics. I, it's fun for me, but it's just it's just funny hearing myself and what I'm saying. But um, yeah, this team should be fun. They got a lot of hoopers on this team. Kira Lewis Jr. Uh, you know, Valanciunas. Jose Alvarado is a fun guy. You know, he's got his. You know, they, I think they call him. Don't they call him like GTA? Or like, he has like a nickname. Grant Al yeah, Grant Alvarado. That's right. Um, but yeah, this team should be fun. But you know, if Zion can stay healthy, I think this team might be a lot better than I, than I have them. But you know, that that is yet to be seen. Next up, nine seed Dallas Mavericks. Uh, yeah. The Mavs were not very good with Kyrie and Luka last year, which was very surprising to me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Kyrie's a good player, but it's it was just tough watching them last year. But I think they should be better this year. Uh, they got the draft of Derek Lively, who a lot of people think that he's going to be really good. And I, I can see that as well, even though he's out of Duke, and I hate Duke. But I think this may be the, the, the MVP year for Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka's one of the best players in the NBA, probably top six or seven i love luca i love i love how he plays he plays like me that, that's a, that's a total lie i like to think that he plays like me but he doesn't but yeah i mean luca's just really good seth curry they got their engineering like i think they reloaded their roster in a way that is helpful to them which is you know the goal they got rashawn holmes um this team should be a lot of fun i think luca may win mvp this year and if they can actually win games with Kyrie and luca because it's kind of tough because they're both Luca's probably a better game manager. Like Kyrie is more of like he's like an impact guy. Like he'll he'll hit good threes. He'll he'll pass the ball really well. But he'll he'll get to the hoop and he'll finish. Uh, like he'll finish in the paint. But like, it's if they need they need to the, and they got Grant Williams too. Like they just need to find a way to win games. Unlike they did last year. Like they were like what like like six and like eleven. Like they missed the playoffs completely which is just insane after making that huge trade for Kyrie. And Kyrie actually signed a deal to stay with them, which is very surprising to me. I thought that he was going to go to, like, L.A. or something, but he actually he chose to stay in Dallas. So I think that just means that's a positive. That's positive, obviously, for I'm saying a whole lot of nothing. This is the pilot, though. This is the pilot, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, this team should be fun. I think Luka's going to have a huge year. And if they can find a way to win games with Kyrie on the roster, then they may be really competitive and actually make the playoffs this year. So we will see. Next up is the eight seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. This was the team I forgot about when I was making this list. I had to like rearrange everything, but yeah, I think they're gonna be the eight seed. Uh, Anthony Edwards is just really good. I think he's gonna have another huge year. He was an All Star last year. Edwards twenty four, uh, four and five. He looked really good in the FIBA World Cup, and you know we got a lot of interviews from him because obviously he was a player on there, and he talked about how Steve Kerr's coaching had a really big impact on him. Uh, but yeah, they were they were all right last year. What how they how they do last year? They were eighth, and they did they did end up making the playoffs because they lost to the Suns, I think, if I'm if I'm correct in thinking that. But um, you know, you got year two of, of Rudy in Minnesota. You know, Cat's obviously going to be a good player. He's obviously he is a great player. Uh, you know, Nas Reed, really good defender. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be clamoring for him just because he's a good impact guy. He's a guy that every every team could use, honestly. Jaden McDaniel's another good defender. Like this team top to bottom looks really good. And I think it's just it's just dependent on on health and if Rudy actually can look like himself cuz he's always going to be the good defender, but you know, he he's had an offensive bag in the past and I think he just kind of lost it last year. Like he probably had his worst career year last year. Yeah, I mean, 
13, 11, and how many blocks did he have? One after averaging two blocks for the last like six years. He just he just wasn't himself. Uh, so you know if you can get a actual Rudy Gobert year out of Rudy Gobert, I think they could they could be really good. I think Ant's gonna have a good year. What do my notes say? Oh, I, I just said oops because I forgot about him. But um, but yeah, I think the Timberwolves should be good as long as Rudy's Rudy, Ant is Ant. As long as their guys are their guys. As long as their core group plays like they should play. If they have these these role players around them like uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Shake Melton, Troy Brown Jr., like they have a good supporting cast for this big three, and I think with that, I think they should be pretty good. Next up, this is this is another hater pick. I have the Warriors at the seven seed. Let's let's see what my notes say. I'm an open Warriors hater, so I'm incredibly biased. But when I look at this team and an above average and as an above average casual, casual fan, I don't see a team that will surpass 45 wins. I think Chris Paul makes this team worse. Whoa, David. Whoa, what are you saying? Um, Chris Paul's old. He's just old. This guy is old as he is thirty eight years old. He is he's younger than LeBron, but he's this guy's old. He had probably his worst career year last year in Phoenix. Uh besides no, I mean he was yeah, he was not very good last year. He's just old. Like I get wanting to trade for because you, you didn't really have a manager on the team like Stephen Curry is a playmaker but he's not a guy who you want on the floor to like manage the game he's a guy that moves off ball and hits big threes Chris Paul's a guy who sees the he has really good IQ he sees the court really well but he's old he's he doesn't understand what they did with, I'm, I'm yelling sorry he's just old you still got clay you got the you got the splash brothers you got Draymond Green still and this this roster and this coach and this culture it it, it attracts like they picked up Rudy Gay, they got Darius Sarge, they got Corey Joe. And you know, you still got Wiggins, you still got Gary Payton, you got Moses Mini, you got Kaminga. And they drafted really well those last few years. They drafted Trace Jackson Davis out of Indiana. That was very surprising. I'm surprised that they were able to scoop him up. But like this 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 culture attracts players. They were they were able to pick up a good supporting cast, but like I think Jor losing Jordan Poole, like even though Jordan Poole is a very poor defender. And I think analytically, when you look at like the stats, they were worse with him on the court or something like that. But like that offense is very potent with when you have pool off the bench. And like I just think I, I don't I don't envy Steve Kerr for figuring out the rotation for this team. And it's just it's just tough they they have they have a good and then you know you got, you got Kevon Looney, who is the bane of my existence because he is the reason that um the Kings probably lost that series last year or last season. But like it, it's just this rotation like are you gonna run are you gonna do Chris Paul? Clay, Steph, like, are you going to make Looney or Wiggins the odd man out? Or are you just going to have, like, a six-man rotation? Like, it's just it's just weird. Like, I don't know why you trade for a guy like Chris Paul, who is a game manager, and, but then you still have these other guys. Like, I feel like they were anticipating that Clay wanted out. Or, uh, it's just very confusing to me. Chris Paul is old. This team is not going to be very good. That's my hot take of the day. Well, that's not true. I have a lot of hot takes. But, yeah. Golden State Warriors, number seven seed. Next up is the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they were the two seed last year. Yeah, they were the two seed. Uh, but John Moran is out for the first 25 games. Uh-oh, John did another oopsie. Shocker, shocker. But um, funny enough, this team still plays 600 ball without John Moran on the court, which I think is just a very interesting stat. This team is a good team. You got Trey J. You know, you lose, losing to Dylan Brooks kind of sucks, but you pick up Derrick Rose, which, you know, it's not really pound for pound the same. You know, Kenny Lofton is on the roster. He looks 
I, I like I like Kenny Lofton's game. You still got Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams. Uh, pick up Marcus Smart. That was another big pickup. I think that's gonna be very impactful. Like I think w w once you get Jaw back, it seems gonna be a lot better. But I think even for those first twenty-five games, you may see them win seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty games. Like I think they're gonna be pretty good for the first uh, few weeks of the year. And that's my hot take. So I said, sure, Jaw's gone for like twenty-five games, but they played six hundred ball without him, which is kind of insane. Adding Marcus Smart is pretty huge for that defense. So you know, I, I know ball. I'm able to say Twitter-brained just basketball reference talk. But, yeah, I think this team should be pretty good, even with losing jaw for those first few weeks. Next up, another hot another hot take. This is well, – I kind of wrote like a manifesto here. I have the Phoenix Suns as the five seed. I know, I know. They trade for Bradley Beal, but I, I really don't care. I, I really think that that's, that's honestly worse for them. So let's see what I say. I do not believe in this team in the long haul. I think they will flounder in the playoffs but look solid in the regular season. Bradley Beal is an interesting ad, but besides him, Book, and Kitty, this team is so mid, and Vogel is not an impactful coach. Whoa. This tells how you really feel. But um, like with the Warriors, I think the fact that you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, they were able to pick up uh, these like dudes who are you know looking for a roster spot. They got Eric Gordon. got Bobo. You got Metu. I miss Metu in Sacramento. You know, you pick up Yuta Watanabe from Brooklyn. Yeah, you got Nasir Little, you got Nurkic in that trade for Aiton, you pick up Grayson Allen, like, since, uh, obviously Kevin Durant's one of the best players of all time, Deep Book is one of the best young players in the league, Bradley Beal is one of the best offensive players in the league, like, they were able to fill out a roster that looks somewhat competent around them, but I just still think, like, what if you lose KD for a month or two, what if you lose Bradley Beal for a month or two, what if you lose Deep Book, I think... Once you lose those guys, if you lose those guys, it's just going to be really tough for them to compete. I think there's a very uh, intense lack of defense on this roster. I think it's going to play a big role. So, yeah, that's, that's my hot take. Sacramento Kings 5 seed. Just because I just don't think that this roster is sustainable defensively. And I think if you were to lose or like even if you lose one of those rotational pieces that you picked up, like if you lose Nurk for a few months, if you lose – you know, maybe Yuta Watanabe for a few weeks. I think that just could be to play a big role in this team falling apart and not finding a way to sustain themselves. And that's, that's my hot take. Like, obviously very, ooh, big three, very intense big three, but I just think defensively this team's just kind of bad. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Sacramento King, or Phoenix Suns, five seed. Next up is my Sacramento Kings. Yes, go Kings, light the beam. I say, I feel even better about this Kings team than last year's. I think Keeg will have a major breakout year. Aaron will take an even bigger leap. Hopefully Sabonis bulked up and will be an even better bruiser. I think Sasha is a huge ad, obviously from Greece, one of the EuroLeague MVPs. I really like I think that's a big ad. Really good shooter, really good off ball movement. He's just a catch and shoot guy. And I saw a few plays of from him last night against the Jazz in that preseason game where he was moving off ball, making cuts. Uh yeah, I really like this team. Obviously I am a Kings fan. But I just I, I'm excited for this team. We drafted Slauson and Colby Jones. They look really good so far. But, like, this team's just really good top to bottom. And that just may be my, my king's delusion. But, like, you got – like, my ideal starting lineup for this team is De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, or Malik Monk. Because I just think both those guys can be really impactful in the starting lineup. It was, it was Herter last year. Whatever. And then probably Harrison Barnes and then Keegan and Sabonis. Uh, I just – I love – I'm very excited for this roster. That Game 7 loss hurt my soul. It was a very painful loss. Very fun series, but I, I hated that we lost that. 
We were able to retain Trey Lyles and Alex Lyon. We pick up JaVale McGee, who could be pretty good off the bench, just a big, big presence in the paint. Kessler Edwards, maybe he has another – maybe takes, he takes a big leap. I really liked what I saw from him. Davion Mitchell, I think he's going to have a huge year. I think he could be an all-defensive guy. Off night, that's my guy. I love Davion. Like, I just – I'm just, I may just be delusional, but I just think this team's going to be really good this year. And I know, like, I'm a Kings fan. There's, I, I've openly stated that there's bias for that, but I just think De'Aaron is going to look better than he did. He, he may be all NBA second team this time. You know, who knows? Uh, I, I think the biggest, like, the player that plays the biggest role, players that play the biggest role in this team being successful, is seeing a consistent Kevin Herter start to finish, is seeing Sabonis, um, because the biggest issue with our loss in Game 7 and the entire series was getting outrated by, by Kevon Looney. And Kevon Looney is, I don't want to say a Dennis Rodman type, but, he, I mean, he's just, he is a guy, he's a rebound specialist. Like, he's able, he was getting offensive boards consistently, he was getting defensive boards consistently. And Sabonis led the league in total rebounds last year, but, like, you have to find a way to out-rebound a guy who is, like, four inches shorter than you. Because I think Kevon Looney is, like, only, like, six seven six eight. Like, I, I just need Sabonis... That's, this is obviously playoff talk, but I just need Sabonis to be able to fight for rebounds more. And that's obviously just very delusional because he did fight for rebounds because he was led the league in rebounds. But, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm – just, I'm ranting now. But I just it's, – it's, it's just huge. I think Keeks going to have a big year, maybe average 16, 17 points. You know, he, he broke the rookie record for three-point shots. And that's very cool. I love Keegan Murray. Mike Brown's a great coach. I think we're going to like to beat him a lot more than we did last year. And we won 48 games last year. That's pretty cool. Wait, that, that's 148? I thought we won 50. Am I tweaking? Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think this team should be a lot of fun. We finished third last year. I think we're going to fall to fourth. I'll talk about the teams ahead of us now. But, yeah, light the beam. Go Kings. Four seed. I believe in this team. I like this roster a lot. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for that first game. All right, next up. Three seed, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, this is another on-the-limb pick, but I just think – since there's those new rules about load management, I think we're going to see Kawhi playing more games and PG playing more games. And that may be painful for, for their health. So what, what, what did I say? If this is the first Kawhi-PG era Clippers team, that will see 55 games from both of them. If so, and if those brittle boned wings can stay healthy, I see them being very successful. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's all I need to say. Like, if, you, if we see, and honestly, if they end up trading for James Harden, which I think is possible, uh, this could be a lot better. Uh, but, you know, you got Bones Highland, who they got from the Nuggets. You got Terrence Mann, who they're viewing as untouchable. I think is very funny. They still got Norman Powell. They got Russell Westbrook, another big pickup. I need to drink, drink of water. Um, yeah, I think this team is really good. And I think if we if you see Kawhi and PG play more than, like, 30 games or, like, 60 total games combined, then it could be even better. Uh, I don't like how they picked up Josh Primo. I think he needs to get out of the league because he's, he's a weirdo. But um, I think this, te- this team is good top to bottom. Ty Lue is a good coach. Um, but, yeah, I think just the biggest part is just the fact that you, we may see more games being played by PG and Kawhi. And that's just that's important because they are those guys that they picked up in the 2019 offseason where it's like, these are our guys. We're building around these guys. So if we see them play more than 30 games each, then they could be very competitive. All right. Next up to the two seed is the Lakers. Um, like I said earlier, um, this team reloaded pretty well. Uh, they didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals last year after being a play-in team. But, you know, you still have LeBron. You're 20 Bron. You're 21 Bron. was actually just is ridiculous. 
You still got AD. You got Austin Reeves. You got D'Lo. Pick up Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, uh, Cam Reddish, um, Torian Prince, Christian Wood. Like this is a a culture, and the fact thing is just the fact that LeBron exists is enough for these players to be like, oh, all right, I want to play for this team. Pardon me, but like, yeah, I think this team is just good top to bottom. Darvin Ham is an all right coach, but I just think the fact that LeBron and AD are players that play on the same team should be enough for this team. To win at least 45, 50 games. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Rui, who looked really good in his time with the Lakers last year. You got Jared Vanderbilt. Like, I think this team is just built well for what their core, which I guess their core is probably just LeBron and AD. You could throw a D'Lo or Austin Reeves in there. But, like, I just think this team is built well for success. I think, you know, I, I keep saying that, I think. But I just think this team should be very fun, very exciting, and very good. And that, that's my, that's my take. Lakers good. This episode is just it's it's very funny. This is definitely a certified pilot. I'm just kind of talking. I'm talking to talk, and that's what a podcast is with one guy. If I had another guy here, I'd, I'd be able to debate him. But you know, this is the David Walker talks with walks. It's not talks with walks and somebody else. All right, whatever. Next up is the one seed Denver Nuggets. Uh, like I said earlier, they lost Bruce Brown, which I think is pretty big. But this is just, it's you still have Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. And Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon. Like, this team is just built well. Mike Malone is a great coach. Michael Malone, sorry. Um, and this, this this team's just built well. Like, you got DeAndre Jordan, Reggie Jackson, Justin Holliday. Uh, yeah, you still have, you got KCP, Christian Brown. Like, it's just it's just a good roster. It, any team with Jokic is going to be a good team. They're the, the defending champions, the defending one seed. They looked incredible in the playoffs last year. They were just kind of mowing through teams. And I think unless something horrible happens, this team should be pretty good. You know, knock on wood. I don't I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. But, like, I think this team should be just be very good. They're the Nuggets. They have Nikola Jokic. I think Jokic may win the MVP this year other than Luka. Like, it's just a good roster. And, yeah, Denver Nuggets one seed. Uh, maybe I'll talk about my predictions for, like, the season awards next week. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of Talks with Walks. Uh, this is definitely a good learning experience for me. Just figuring out, like, maybe I'll take more notes. Because what I did with my notes is I just wrote, like, a brief little blurb about what I thought about the team. Because, like, all right, well, I don't want to just write, like, read verbatim what I wrote. Because I, like, I left it blank on most of them just so I could be, like, allow myself to talk about those teams instead of being, like, just reading the notes. Because, like, the fun about the podcast is just it's me talking. So, I don't know. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I'm going to figure out where I'm going to upload this. Most likely Spotify. If 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 not Spotify, then I don't know. But I, ideally, I want to upload this to all platforms. But if I can't, then I'll probably be Spotify. But I'll, I'll figure it out. The, the internet is... It, it, I, I, I can find answers to everything here. But um, yeah, this is the first episode of Talks with Walks. Next episode, maybe we'll do a guest. Or maybe we'll just do another solo episode. But this is a lot of fun. Uh, I like talking. I like talking sports. Um, let me get another drink of water here. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very thankful to have an opportunity to record a podcast i think that's just it's fun every every white guy uh has a podcast at this point now and i'm just glad to be among the among that group of just sports fans of podcasts so yeah i'm kind of rambling here but this is talks with walks so i'm allowed to do that no one's stopping me here no one's in this room telling me to stop yeah that was my western and eastern conference nba standings predictions uh so yeah i'll see you guys next week uh, and yeah, this has been, I've been David Walker. This has been Talks with Walks. Uh, keep it casual, guys. I'll see you guys next week.
Peace out.